uh, these sort of gatherings are happening across the nation. Today is International Human Rights Day, so we need to be mindful of the fact that uh, many human rights will be trampled on by this project, and that's been the history of our alliance, and many nations have suffered the consequences of our hubris and our war-mongering. Our next uh, speaker is Associate Professor Rod Welford. Uh, Rod is a former Queensland Environment, Environment Minister and Attorney General. He's now adjunct professor at Griffith University and vice president of the UNAA Queensland. His uh, main professional interests are in effective government, so he'd be a busy boy at the moment, a sustainable business and ethical organisational culture. Could you make it off the Thank you, Peter. Can I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we're gathered, the uh, Yagara and Purable people, uh, and uh, acknowledge their ancestors, uh, past and uh, those emerging, the leaders of the Aboriginal people emerging. Friends, one year short of 50 years ago, on the 2nd of December 1972, Australians elected a government that took the first tentative steps to building this nation to be a proud, peaceful and independent nation in the world. It was the essence of those three years of Whitlam government that brought us into a more international footing. We recognised China for the first time in our short history. We played a bigger role in the United Nations. We played enormous roles in bringing peace to Cambodia in years subsequent. And Australia's reputation in the world, diplomatically, economically and internationally, was enhanced as a result. And in consequence of that kind of leadership, Australians themselves had the opportunity for the first time not to feel as though they were hiding behind the, the uh, skirt tails of, of a foreign power on the, other side of the, uh, on the other side of Asia or on the other side of the Pacific, but a true and independent Australia where Australians can stand up and be proud of themselves and the contribution all of us can make to the world. And what an amazing contribution we've made since that time, opening up to the world in so many ways. Waves and waves of immigration that has brought people to this country and enriched our country. Malaysians, Indonesians, Chinese, all of Asia, Indians, have come here and contributed to the great nation we now are. The nation that is multicultural, and in its essence, peaceful. The Australian people don't want war. The Australian people don't care for nuclear weapons. Australians are fundamentally a peaceful people who want to live collectively among one another in a, in a world of peace and in, an, in a globe where peace is encouraged and collaboration is our legacy. What has happened in those 50 years since that time is that we have become essentially immersed as an Asian nation. We have traded with Asia. 
most of the most of the benefits we in, we enjoy today, all the trinkets we surround ourselves with in our homes, are made and purchased from Asia. The transition to renewable energy, which Australians have taken up more rapidly, more enthusiastically than just about any people in the world, has been supported by the manufacturing capacity of our neighbours in Asia. It's our collaboration with Asia that's made us the rich and affluent and healthy people that we are. And yet, with this AUKUS pack, we have a government that is turning its back on 50 years of internationalism and 50 years of progress towards peace, which has been the role that Australia has played in this world. We are part of Asia, whether we like it or not. It is our geography. And no political leader, no stale, pale and hopeless political leader who pretends otherwise is going to make any difference to where we are in this country. We have tens of thousands of Asian Australians living here now from all parts of Asia and they are every bit a part of Australia and the peaceful Australia that we've become as anyone who is non-Asian in this country. We owe it to them and we owe it to ourselves to respect their presence and to respect the fact that the integration of multicultural Australia has shown us a pathway to peace that we can be an example to the world. The position that the Australian government has put us in is effectively to say, in symbolic terms, that Australia should be on a war, fit, war footing with China. Do they not think there are enough existential threats to the globe and to peace in this world, climate change not being the least of them, that we need to add another threat of nuclear conflict? Is there not an ounce, a scintilla of common sense to prevail in the halls of the parliaments of this nation to pull back from this ridiculous posturing, this ridiculous launching into an old world Anglo-Saxon perspective of, of our region, which is denying the reality, reality which we are all already living. We can do much better than this. We must do much better than this. And I'm sure Australians, when put to the test, will do much better than this. Let's face it, the current Australian government won't see this ridiculous $200 billion or $100 billion exercise through. They won't be around in 40 years when nuclear subs are either obsolete or never delivered. This will be Australia's, uh, the Australian taxpayer's contribution to the American fleet if it ever happens. Yeah. It will not be Australian. It will never be Australian. It will never be controlled or owned by Australia, and it will never defend Australia from anything. It is, the, it is the height of political cynicism by a government desperate for re-election 
after three, after eight years of scandals, of rorts, of corruption and of resignations. It is an election stunt and there will be plenty more election stunts like this designed to play to the fears of the Australian people in the months ahead in the run-up to next year's federal election. It's our job today to, to encourage Australians, to help Australians see through that cynicism. And when they go to the ballot box next year, see that the only way to change Australia and to change the world towards a peaceful path is to re-establish Australia as an independent and a peaceful nation, and we will only do that if we change the government next year. One last point. Look around us. Who do we share this great country with? Our Asian friends, our friends from all over the world, our Latino friends, our British friends, our European friends, our Indian friends, our African friends. And right now in the run-up to Christmas, the last 12 days to Christmas, all of us are thinking not of war, not of nuclear weapons, but of a Christmas where we can enjoy the peace and goodwill that Christmas is about. This festive season is a festive season where all Australians should be reminded that we are here as part of a world in a global village which we can either work together to enhance or work against each other to destroy. I don't believe Australians want war. Put your hand up today if you want to be on a war footing with any country in the world. Of course we don't. Let's strive for peace. Let's strive for a better world. And let's send a message to our Australian government that this path is not the Australian way. The Australian way is to be an independent and peaceful nation which plays its role in the world, bringing peace to the world.